Welcome to Support Op Simplified, where we interview thought leaders in the great field of customer support operations to provide you with actionable insights from the brightest minds in the industry. And now, your host, Sid Bumbani, CEO of Sumati. All right, I think we're live. So, Sushila, um, thank you very much for joining us today for another very special episode of uh, Support Operations Simplified. Um, with you, we have someone who has um, a huge amount of experience in the industry with customer operations and customer support um, in software and technology in particular. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation, uh, but maybe we can start off with um, you telling us a little about yourself, um, what you do today, and how you ended up here. Sure. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. I'm really here right now. I'm with a company called Lightbend and have been for the past seven years, and uh, which is like a lifetime in technology, as you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, I currently manage um, several groups. Uh, uh, on the customer satisfaction, customer experience, customer success side. So I manage support services, uh, which includes training and consulting, customer success, which is our account management, and HR. So pretty much everything that makes customers and employees happy is under my umbrella here. Wow, that's a big group. Prior to that, it it's big, yeah. And um, prior to that, you know, I spent a career in software uh, over twenty five years um, on the business side of things. So managing any one of those things, uh, sometimes a couple of those things, but pretty mm -hmm. much always on the um, operations and customer success side of the house. Okay, well, that's great. Um, so yeah. let me ask you a little bit about your current company. I mean, it sounds like you have almost all the departments that have any kind of customer interaction component to it. Um, so how, how does light bend or how do you think about that in the sense that you're touching a customer interaction from end to end? Can you give me a little bit of the philosophy behind it? Yeah. And that is the philosophy is that um, it's an end to end approach. And so um, we are very tightly integrated as an entire team. So including marketing, sales, my groups, and engineering, uh, we work together all the time to ensure our customer success. So while I have specific responsibilities for several groups, um, you know, my, my team is connected very strongly to every group in the company so that we can really take a collaborative, cohesive approach. And uh, there's never really a handoff of the customer relationship. There's mm -hmm. a handoff in who's exactly managing it, but the entire company is very focused on the success of our customers. And that's a philosophy that um, I've brought here since day one, with the company and uh, it infuses everything we do. Okay, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Now, do you, do you think, um, well, actually, before I ask that, well, how big is the, the company? What's, what kind of a size of a team are we looking at? Yeah, so we're about 140 people in uh, 16 different countries. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're a very distributed team. 
uh, we have customers all over the world and particularly in the global 2000. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty big company and well, it's, <laughs> it's, a, a we have a big customer list for the size of company we are, right. but, um, you know, we interact with our customers, uh, across every department in the company. Okay. And, and so the question I was, I was going to ask was, how do you see this scaling, right? Like, one of the things that um, as, right. as a customer operator in the past and, and now and, and uh, even on my end, one of the things we we're always cognizant of is, hey, this works great with this size. What happens when we add 20, 30, 40, whatever that number is, more bodies to the equation? Yeah. How does this, how do we prevent getting into that silo mode where people aren't communicating as much? So what kind of strategies have you put in place um, to make the scale proof? Yeah, that's. It's an excellent question. And, you know, we've probably um, grown 4X since I started. So it's something that uh, I've been very cognizant of. Uh, you know, ideally, I think I would summarize that as you put processes in place as early as possible to ensure that customer information is uh, centralized. Mm-hmm. And that everybody knows where that information resides and um, has access to it. And of course, you want every touch point to be um, documented, but that's impossible. So you have to make sure you're tracking the key interactions uh, from you know the very first time they respond to a lead to the time that they renew and why they renewed and the time they do a case study and the times they evangelize for you. So you really want to have that same comprehensive approach that I've talked about. Um, You want to have that view into the data you're collecting, of course, not making it too onerous for people to keep up with. Right. Um, But you have to do that uh, as soon as as you can. And um, we were uh, really smart about it in that we did it right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And ensuring that people have access Access to that information is really critical. So not only are you storing it, but you're, you know, making sure that it's visible to people in the company. So pretty much at any point, if someone wants to know uh, support activity um, for a customer that um, they're going to be talking to, they can look it up in the system and get a very strong sense of not just the activity, but their satisfaction levels. Um, And that's just, you know, the basic table stakes. We have dashboards to uh, monitor customer health and share that information throughout the company as well. Uh, And then, yeah, we talked. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's a very interesting point. and, And I guess it's a perfect segue into the fact that tools and technology make up a lot of this um, infrastructure in customer operations and customer success. And, and you were kind of leading to that point where you were saying, you know, all this information needs to be accessible, needs to be accessible easily, um, and you have a bunch of metrics you're tracking. So give us a little bit of an insight into your tech stack and what is it that you're tracking and how do you go about doing it? Sure. Uh, you know, we want to ensure, like I said, that it's not onerous on people to keep information updated and accurate. And um, so we try to leverage the same system for as many things as possible. And that uh, is primarily Mm salesforce.com. And uh, we use 
we use different tools that plug into Salesforce or um, are part of their own offering like desk.com and then Qualtrics for survey management. Um, And then we have a services system that the services group uses. Uh, But pretty much Salesforce is our um, primary source of this type of information. So we try to leverage that as much as possible. And uh, we do all our reporting from Salesforce. So if it doesn't feed into Salesforce or connect with Salesforce, we're unlikely to use it at this stage because it's just become such a fundamental tool. Right, right. That's your source of truth, basically. So, so you were mentioning uh, with your tech stack, it's, it's all plugged into Salesforce and that's where your source of truth comes from. Um, I guess my, my question was more along the lines of customer satisfaction and, and being able to track that in a pre-sales, post-sales kind of equation, right? Because they're very different right. metrics that, that feed into it. Um, so what, what are some of the things that you're doing there, both from a technology perspective and a people perspective, um, to get a better insight into that? Yeah, it's an excellent question. Uh, you know, because we are um, a relatively small company moving really fast, uh, we try to keep things as lightweight as possible for employees. So um, we're doing as much tracking as we can through Qualtrics feeding back into Salesforce. So we've done a lot of um, uh, back-end work with the the Salesforce code that we can to consolidate information there. But uh, we track satisfaction um, during services engagements Uh, as well as on every resolved support case. And then the customer success team uh, and I and the managers across services, support, and customer success, Mm -hmm. we we meet every week and we discuss, I won't say every customer every week, but certainly any uh, escalated customers. And then significant customers uh, that have renewals coming up that quarter right. and any red flag customers. So any, any customer where we're anticipating uh, that there could be an issue. So this is uh, one, of the, one of my favorite calls that I do every week because it's just really insightful for everybody on the call to understand what's happening with our customer base at that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, so the systems and the technology and the processes are incredibly important, but I think the communication and collaboration where you can discuss these things in a group forum is actually fundamental because everyone's got a perspective based on their interaction with customers or similar situations. And so um, we, we do that call and we make sure it happens every week. And right. uh, that's, that's another really effective way to stay on top of customer health. Is it yeah. the most scalable? <laughs> no, <laughs> but, uh, but it is incredibly impactful. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, in in all of my previous positions as well, uh, where we were managing strategic accounts or or getting to that point where we were managing escalations, um, there was always a big human factor of reviewing those yeah. on, a, on a weekly basis. Um, but one thing I found, and I'd be curious to hear about your experience in this, is you know um, there was more of an art to it than a science in the sense that we would always look through sure. the KPIs. 
um, that were being reported yeah. from the system. Um, but just some people had a, a better gut feel for what's going on underneath the covers than others did. Um, Absolutely. I mean, what we are trying to do over here is kind of bridge that gap um, through our analytics. But I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, other than just playing um, MacGyver, how, how do you go about uh, bridging <laughs> that gap when you're kind of going through these analytics, right? Yeah, and uh, I think that's exactly how I would describe this weekly call that I'm talking about, um, because it's it's incredible how customer success professionals and people who are very uh, experienced at uh, working with customers directly, how intuitive they can be, mm-hmm. not only about how to approach and resolve a situation, but also uh, the the personal motivations of the people that they're engaged with. And so, you know, that's a big factor in enterprise software uh, is there are lots of people who are, um, you know, putting their own credibility and reputations on the line at work to bet on your technology. And that's an incredibly... um, Just, you, you have to really appreciate what that takes from a person to be your your champion. Uh, And so that that's a relationship that we really risk success as much as we're setting the customer up for success. And um, that's where, you know, these uh, bridging the gap is so important because my interaction with uh, a person at a customer site can be very different than somebody else's given my role their role yep. uh you know how much how much um they've put on the line uh with us as vendors and so uh that multi-pronged perspective is um is hugely important no, uh, but yeah it takes yeah it takes um some time and experience i think to uh to really develop that intuition but uh i do have to say the folks on our team are um incredibly skilled at this and uh we learn from each other every day yeah it it pays to have a great team behind you right oh yeah absolutely (laughs) so um in, in light of that um Tell me about one customer experience uh, win that you've had recently or, or something about your customer experience that you've changed in a big way. You know, here's a good example, and that's an excellent question. Uh, Starbucks is a customer of ours and has been for a few years. And they've really gone on a journey with you've uh, taken a really interesting approach with them that we've modeled now in and written into our customer experience journey. Um, And it's basically, I won't take you through the whole thing, but it's essentially um, an approach that uh, starts with the customer and then ends with self-sufficiency and their essentially dependency on our technology for their mission critical applications. Now, um, what we changed about the customer experience in learning from them and with them was that we brought services and customer success together under my umbrella Mm -hmm. to really ensure that um, the two teams were tightly, tightly integrated uh, and that 
the um, change from enablement to more product usage and self-sufficiency was going to be really successful for the customer. And what that means is, you know, services uh, owns the relationship and the success metrics um, for a while, and then uh, customer success takes over. But it's all part of the same journey for the customer, right? So um, we brought those two teams together under me, and that improved and tightened up the collaboration incredibly. And, uh, you know, it's part of bridging the gap, like you said. So right. that, and that is now the, um, the customer experience that all our large enterprise customers uh, get to take advantage of. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually a very important point because a lot of times, um, you know, when I was referring to the silos earlier, it's uh, one organization kind of gets to the end of their cycle and then there's yeah. a bit of an awkward um, toss <laughs> where the customer gets moved from one team to another as part of a transition. Um, and, and, you know, having smooth transitions where, you know, things are handed off properly and there's a continuity um, is really important in making sure that the overall experience continues to be consistent. Absolutely. And so what we try to do is introduce um, the customer success manager uh, into the relationship right from the beginning. So often they're working with the sales team, uh, doing some prospect calls and you know helping the, the uh the customer understand the potential customer understand uh, what the experience will be like, and so the beauty there is you really know from the beginning why uh, a company has engaged with you and why they've chosen your technology, and now it's your responsibility to live up to the promises. And um, I think by doing that, uh, the the customer success teams feel really entrenched in the uh, success of that customer yeah, yeah. because they were, yeah, they were putting their own uh, selves on the line in the beginning with, um, you know, making, uh, uh, with aligning expectations. Right. So it, it seems like you have a lot of these pieces kind of fitting into place um, at this point with the different teams and the and the relationship between them. What does the next five years look like from a, from a strategic perspective? And where do you see uh, customer operations going at Lightbend under your leadership? You know, that's another excellent question. Um, and I, I'll say that uh, these pieces, they are fitting together really nicely, but it's really important that everybody understands their the role they play in a in the success of a customer um, so that's another thing that I think you know when you're outlining processes and mm-hmm. tools and uh, you know the the whole customer journey you've got to be really clear about what the pieces are how they work together and what role each individual plays in in that whole journey and um, you can't communicate about that stuff enough to your internal organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and when things change, uh, the fundamentals are still usually in place. So if people change roles and that type of thing, it doesn't mean that suddenly the customer relationship is going to fall apart. Right. Um, 
So that's just one point I wanted to make. But, uh, you know, I do, I would say that we've been uh, building the customer operations organization for uh, a company with a thousand customers, you know, X number of people servicing them uh, since the beginning. So, you know, yeah, the leadership uh, that our company has between the CEO, myself, and um, uh, some of my team members, we've got a ton of experience uh, that we brought to to the company right from its early days. So the same way we were um, now, because we've always had this approach that, hey, we're going to get bigger and we're going to be ready for it, uh, which is great. But um, but yeah, the next five years, you know, I would imagine that we're um, going to have a transformation like a lot of software companies mm-hmm. uh, in terms of our cloud services offerings. And that's going to change the game a little bit in terms of how we uh, approach customer success. Right. Um, but what it's not going to change is, is uh, that the entire organization, and I really um, can't stress this enough, the entire organization is uh, involved in ensuring the success of a com- of a customer, so everybody feels very committed to our um, our success that way, and that will never change. And so we ensure that uh, our engineers who do the you know level three tech support yep. that they have enough bandwidth to um, to do that and work on product. And that's actually a really uh, maybe not quite so unique anymore, but, um, you know, it really sets the standard for how to deliver excellent support, but also how to deliver excellent product is when your engineers are heavily engaged with customers and, uh, nothing gets, um, tech issues resolved faster than when the engineer is working with the customer. So, um, so yeah, (laughs) <laughs> that no, that normally people yeah. would miss, right? So, <laughs> right, right, and um, so we, as we grow, we have to scale the organization across not just customer operations, customer success, support, uh, services, but we also have to grow the engineering team. Uh, we fully anticipate doing. Uh, you know, I think with cloud services. The the transition is that um, the actual tech support you're giving a customer directly will decrease, but then the relationship management becomes even more important right? because you really have to ensure, yeah, that they are getting the value that they expect from you. Yeah, yeah. The the break fix ends up transitioning into more of a DevOps kind of role, but the touch points end up being the same or in fact even more because there's a constant um, communication back and forth in terms of expectations, service levels, and so on. So yeah, no, I I think you're, you're absolutely right about that. Um, so you you have a wealth of experience here um from your from your past and and your uh, previous positions. Um Wondering who's who've been uh, some of your mentors in your journey. 
Well, it's interesting. I was thinking about that. And, uh, you know, our CEO here, Mark Brewer, he's been an incredible mentor to me. Um, I've also worked with some really just uh, customer, very customer centric CEOs throughout my career. And I think that makes a big difference um, Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, in terms of getting the whole organization behind uh, a customer success vision. And um, one of the guys, though, that I have learned an incredible amount from is actually one of the guys on my team. And he's my um, senior director of customer operations. And his name is George Nix. And his approach to uh, operationalizing the customer success journey has been incredibly valuable for me to learn from and for our customers to experience. And he's a fantastic mentor to, um, well, a ton of people in the organization in terms of putting the customer first. Uh, And that's been a huge influence. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're we're getting to towards the end of uh, our our questions here, uh, but the one thing I wanted to to make sure we get from you um, as a parting gift uh, for the people listening into this podcast is there's one thing um, you would want them to take away as advice uh, from our conversation today. Uh, what would that be? You know, I think I've alluded to it a lot, but uh, the one thing would be to ensure that the uh, the customer success goals are shared across your entire company. Mm -hmm. And that means acknowledging everybody's role in success and having people understand when customers are being successful and ensuring they can participate in the joy that comes from that. Mm -hmm. So it's very much um, in my view a shared perspective. And if it's not something that the entire company feels a responsibility toward, it's just not going to be as successful. And, uh, you know, everything in enterprise software these days takes a village. It really does. And so, you know, you've got to nurture that and allow people to participate in the ups and downs of all of that. Right. Oh, that's very well said. In fact, you know, the, the core of, of what I gathered from our conversation here today was you need to have everyone engaged at every level to be a customer-centric organization. Um, and leaders uh, you've had the pleasure of working with have been customer-centric leaders, which have fostered that culture. Um, and it makes it easier than to, to bring it into the fold. Right, right. And uh, it's not impossible to bring into the fold. And you, you still have to do that because, you know, people come to your company to accomplish certain things mm-hmm. and they're looking for specific types of opportunities. So you still have to um, get folks to understand the, the journey and the missions that you're on together. But um, yeah, the, the more like-minded people you have from the perspective of putting the customer first, the easier it is. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Sushila. This has been an absolute wonderful time chatting with you. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for listening to Support Up Simplify with Sid Bambani of Sumati. Tune in next week for another interview with a customer support operations thought leader.